We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. All right, guys, before we get into this new episode of Ain't No Seats podcast, wanted to talk to you about one of our sponsors. Uh, Ain't No Seats is brought to you by Lawrence, Kansas' number one aerial videography company, Drone Lawrence. If you are looking to show off your business, your restaurant, or tailgate on social media, Drone Lawrence is your guy's to go to they're incredible if you haven't seen any of this stuff there go go to instagram they do some pretty awesome stuff over there with the drones i have no idea how to fly a drone but uh they do so if you're like a business owner or you want to do some marketing for yourself or anything like that hit up drone lawrence they can uh put some pretty sweet stuff up for you so check them out over at drone lawrence on instagram and facebook and take flight today Driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. Good. We are back with another episode of Ain't No Seats Podcast. B-Turn, how you doing? Incredible. How are you? I'm great. AB, how you doing? It's good to be back. It's it been is, a while, boys. It has been a while. It's episode 23, so shout out to Ben McElmore. Wayne Summers. Oof. Wayne Simeon. We got to put our listeners on that video sometime, just so they can yeah. understand I might clip that. it into this episode just so that they know what it is. So yeah, they just, can understand the name drop. Just understand any time... AB says Wayne Summers. He's talking about Wayne. I think Simmons. I've said it all every time. episode. It's an all-time internet clip. Yeah, no, it's an unbelievable clip. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, we've been gone for a little bit. Obviously, hasn't been a ton to talk about. We've been working on some guests. Had a guest that we were gonna have today, fell through, but it's all good. It happens. We'll definitely have the guest that we were going to have on eventually. So that'll be fun. Uh, but I don't know. I guess today we want to talk about a few things. We definitely want to start though. TBT starting up tomorrow, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been that crazy excited about it. But then today I started doing a little reading, looking at the bracket, looking at the rosters, and this is gonna be a fun tournament. And I think this team could do some damage, self-made. Yeah, no doubt. Just seeing old KU guys probably gets all KU fans excited, and I'm kind of excited to see like the turnout from KU fans, just because KU fans always travel well and support their guys. So I can't wait to see how they turn out. 
Yeah, and it'll be an interesting dynamic because like K State's going to be down there. We're going to be down there, obviously. So Wichita's down there. Yeah, Wichita, Wichita State. So dang, I even think Wichita State's going to have a home court advantage. They might be a sleeper pick to come out of the region. But yeah, I mean, a lot of fun lineups. Uh, I don't it's, know. Let's, it's KU basketball in the middle of the summer. Like, what more could you ask for? Exactly. I know like, it's a little different, but I don't know why I haven't been that excited. But now all of a sudden, I'm like pumped. I'm like, let's watch the game. Tomorrow. I'm super like, excited. I feel to like watch. we're playing a mid-conference road game tomorrow. I mean, so. think of the last time like KU fans have seen Darrell Arthur play or someone yes. like that, like national champion over a decade ago. They've seen him play yes. in person. Yeah, that that's very true. So that's a good transition. Let's let's go over the roster a little bit, just so everyone knows what we're talking about. By the way, if you've been living under a rock, TBD tournament is, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a tournament where a bunch of like dudes from overseas, alumni teams put together teams, and they, what, play, is it $2 million now? $2 million for the winner, yeah. And it's yeah. set up just like the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, so, yeah, they play for $2 million. They all get to split it. Overseas Elite has won it four straight years in a row. Is going for their fifth straight, which is wild how who's, much money those dudes have made just by one tournament. Who's on that squad? It's not even that good. Like, they have DJ Kennedy. Um, God, who else do they have? I can't even remember. The team is not that good. But just, Is it like a certain college? or No, it's just all dudes that have been playing over – Have like, they've all been really good overseas. Like, there are a lot of American players, but I think they have some other dudes, non-Americans. So, it's like – I don't know. I think they just play as a team a lot better than everyone else, and that's probably why they win. Like, it's not like they're more talented. And I think they all just consistently have been playing pro ball. So – They've won four straight. They're going for the five-peat this year, which would be wild. But I think Selfmade's going to get it done. Here's the roster. No order at all. I just randomly put these names down. Elijah Johnson, Darrell Arthur, who you mentioned, Jeremy Case, which let's just talk about that real quick. Jeremy Case, that seems like a random selection. He's still in shape, though. He's and in my, shape. My main point is, like, don't think of these guys when they were at KU. Like, think about what they're like right now. Because obviously Jeremy Case didn't do much KU, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how good he is at basketball. He's still in shape. He can still run. He can shoot. Like, why not? I'm sure he shoots every day being around the team and stuff. So, I mean, and he was always known as a shooter. Absolutely. He just, I don't really remember him making many in games, but. He just played That's for what he was stacked known for. teams. Like, exactly. A, and I think another guy we're going to get to, I, I guess I can say him next, like Mario Little. Like Both of those dudes played for just stacked teams, and I think if they played on other teams that weren't as deep or think about the 2012 team or the 2018 team. team or last year's team, like teams that weren't as deep, like those dudes would have played big minutes. So Jeremy Case, Mario Little are both very interesting names to me. I think they're going to be the two that kind of surprise some people in the tournament. Um, I think people will be really, ex- really surprised by Mario Little. Yeah, <clears throat> I just think he's a scorer, like in general, and he can he shoot. A bucket and KU fans it. just don't know about that because, like you said, they never got to see him play at KU. He's played overseas. I think he's been in the G League or been on summer league teams, but he's just a guy that got hurt a lot. Like even Tyshawn kind of told us, and I'm sure we'll have Mario on sometime and. He'll tell you, but I guess, like, even on the 2010 team that was deep in 2011, that Mario was kind of going off in practice, and yep. so it'll be cool for KU fans to see what he can actually do. You could you could always tell that Mario Little was really good based off, like, how much of a green light he had when he came in. Like, he would play, like, eight, ten minutes a game, but anytime he was open, he'd chuck it, and Bill didn't care. And he, honestly, he probably made it most times because that dude, I just – all I remember that dude is just getting the ball and shooting every time he got it, and I loved him for that. It was kind of like KJ Lawson style, but oh, like boy. he was a lot better. So, <laughs> no dis- well, no disrespect to either of them; they're both goats. Um, Perry Ellis, next name, a classic, just as solid as it gets in the middle of a pro career right now. Very athletic. He's been posting some videos on social media. He's looking good. He'll be good till he's like seventy years old. I feel like just with his <laughs> post moves and. He can shoot and just do anything for your team. Like, Perry's a perfect player. Yep. Like, he does everything right, too. Yep, I'm excited to watch Perry. It's been a while since I've been actually, you know, able to watch Perry play basketball like most of these guys. Um, Landon Lucas seems like just a really solid guy. guy you got to have for a team like this just to make sure the glue, he's the glue guy, the glue guy. I think Landon Lucas is perfect for something like this. Travis Relaford, <laughs> defensive guy. Putting on the clamps. Lockdown defense. Lockdown defense. He's also been playing pro ball. I think that he win a championship overseas. I want to say he I don't did. Know. Maybe it was two years ago or something. But he's definitely done some big things overseas. He can shoot it a little bit too. He's a slasher. He can finish. He's quick. Yeah. Remember how lethal his spin move was? 
Yep. He KU. Is he wearing the wristbands? Oh, if he Hopefully. doesn't wear the wristbands, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm heated. Uh, so actually, so next guy, Tyshawn Taylor. So now you're looking at Tyshawn, Elijah, Travis Relaford. People may forget, but those guys played for a national title. Yeah, I remember that uh, Tyshawn and Elijah together, just two guys that can either bring the ball up or spot up for jumpers. It's like just thinking of those two kind of reminds me of the – like the Purdue game or whatever, like yes. throwing oops to each other and stuff like that. I'm excited Weird. to see those two play together again. Yeah, we're for sure going to have, like, flashbacks to those dudes. And, like, the fact that, I mean, we talked to Tyshawn, like, he's playing at a really high level right now. He said best he's ever played. Yeah, so Tyshawn might be the best player on this team. Um, I'm excited for – I'm excited to watch him, and I'm excited for, like, KU fans to get to see him because – People don't get to see him, like I said, about all these guys. But I really – like, Tyshawn's playing so good right now that I think he could play at an even higher level than overseas. Absolutely. And I think he's going to be comfortable playing with these dudes. Like like we said, if it's Tyshawn, Elijah, Travis playing together, like, he's used to that. He'll be really good. Uh, Nadir Tharp, also there. Kind of a surprise name, but I think he's been consistently playing for a while. Um you know, probably saw a little backup point guard. You always need that guy kind of come in. Is but, he bringing the nurse with him? Oh, my gosh. We are currently working on getting Nadir on the show. He may have just canceled. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, f- finally, Kevin Young, who I love. That energy. Just the most annoying dude. Kevin Young is 100% the guy you love being on his team, but you freaking hate playing against him. I love Kevin Young. Teams had to have hated him, like oh. Big 12 teams. And he was only here for two years, but I bet he was one of those guys fans thought that he was at KU for a while just because of the way oh, he yeah. plays. Oh, he's just always on your screen. just And he's got such like a look, like yeah, that afro, yeah. like you recognize that right away. Dude, yes. like at the uh, Rock Chalk Round Ball, he was just running around steals. He had like six alley-oops, which were pretty nasty dunks, and he'll just do anything to win. We like, should just let Kevin Young just full court press the entire game. Just get up there and press whoever has the ball at all times. I think he could do it, energy wise. He'll be. Per- I don't know who's going to start, but that's a guy you lo- love coming off the bench. Like if a big gets in foul trouble or you just need a spark from someone, I feel like KY come off the bench and be great for this team. Yes. So I think it's an interesting, definitely an interesting team. Um, Darrell Arthur. I get, did we even touch on him a lot? Like. I'm no. very excited about Darrell Arthur. Me too. I think you'd marry Darrell Arthur. Darrell Arthur is probably one of my top five favorite Jayhawks. That dude was so smooth. He's, I think, the most underrated Jayhawk of all time. He's so slept on because he wasn't. He was only here two years and played for stacked teams. Yeah, right? in the first year, I don't know. I don't remember his freshman year a whole lot, but he was behind Julian a little bit. God, but that I, remember that Florida game? He like helped win us the game. Went like ten of ten from the free throw line. So, so people forget, but national national champion that was one of our best players some nights like that team was super balanced but shady was unreal he started the run to get us back in it yeah that long too yeah yep. he could shoot it a little bit too yeah he had a huge game in that national title game and if he comes back junior year like he's probably an all-american i think we could all agree on that like, imagine the numbers he would have put up on that team because everyone was gonna leave oh yeah i know it would him yeah. and cole together and sharon that team Easily could have went back to a Final Four. Absolutely. He would have been averaging, I bet, 15, 16 a game easy. So I love Darrell Arthur. I think that was probably the most excited I was about any player because he's he's put together a pretty good NBA career. Like, he's bounced around. He's with the Grizzlies, yeah, uh, his, Nuggets. but His junior year would have been something like a Marcus Morris yes. junior year, a T-Rob junior year, like something like that just because, like we said, that – team when we won it all like i feel like a bunch of those dudes averaged like right around the same it was, it was like, like everyone averaged 12 points 12 points yeah, yeah it was so balanced and everyone needed looks but shady would have been the man on that team him and sharon yeah so i'm very excited for that um all right let's transition a little bit so based off those guys we just talked about who are we what do you envision the starting lineup being i think we talked about it earlier and i said this uh lineup you sent was probably the best one with the guards we talked about that play together with Ty and uh, Elijah at the one and two. Yep. And then at the three, I'd probably decide between Relly, T. Relly, and Mario Little. Yeah. Which I people agree. might be shocked by Mario, like we said, but the guy's a bucket. And and then I'd go with, I don't know who would play the center, but probably P. Ellis and then Shady. Yeah. That's what I had. So I had Tyshawn, Elijah, Travis, but I totally agree. Like, I think if you're looking at it on paper, Travis is the one you're starting, but 
I think Mario Little is going to maybe be one of the best players on his team. So he could end up starting. Um, and then T. Relly off the bench, though, too, like I said, with Kevin Young would be like a guy just yeah. with energy and defense. Yeah, that's something we should look at, too. Like, what's our best defensive lineup? Um, but, yeah, rounding out mine, I would say Perry and I want to see Darrell Arthur start for sure. So yeah. Perry and Darrell, I can see maybe you start Landon Lucas. That's what I was thinking, too, because those guys are kind of stretch fours just because they can shoot it a little bit. Yeah. And that it'd be nice to have a stud big off the bench like Perry or yeah. um, Shady because if another team has a huge center and Landon's a big body, you might need to start him to guard a big body like that. For sure. Yeah, I mean, Landon, he he's not going to like make you super excited. You're not going to get super pumped to see him starting, but he's probably the guy you need in there if you're going to end up winning a tournament like this. So. It'll be interesting. I don't know if they'll stick to the same starting lineup every game or if they'll switch it up, but I don't know. I think, like, and you brought up the defense thing. Like, imagining Travis Relliford, Kevin Young, Landon Lucas. Like, Landon Lucas is not a swat. Sw- he's not swatting shots, but he's a really good defender. Like, you put those three yeah. dudes together, and it's going to be tough to play against, especially like when you – these teams haven't been, like, playing together for a long time. It's not like they know their offense – perfectly like it's gonna be tough so like that's a lineup you'd want in the game with like two three minutes left when you need a bunch of stops in a row you get t relly in there landon kevin young and i mean tyshawn and elijah can be nasty too defensively tyshawn's really long so yeah when you need stops get those guys in or when you need guys to come in and press like you said with kevin young (laughs) i would love to just see kevin young full court press for 40 because i mean these guys are playing for two mil like you lose one game you're home you got to it's yeah. nice to have studs off the bench. How does is this four quarters or is it two halves? I think it's four quarters. Yeah, good. I like that. That's way better. But, um, so yeah, first round matchup. They're playing sideline cancer. Um, I they're not a very. I don't think they're a very good team. I think they do it more for like raising money and raising awareness for cancer and stuff like that. So I think we'll probably get by uh, sidelining cancer. So knock on Cox or <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Knocking on wood. I mean, for those folks at home that have a bookie where you can bet on this basketball tournament, you might as well hammer sideline cancer now because Ryan locked it in. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see what the lines are, but I would put the Hawks minus 12. Oh, Easy. brother. Let's do it. Let's oh, let's boy. make our own lines. While you sit over there, you make some lines for us. But, okay. Uh, I want to hear who you guys would have most liked to see on this team that's not. I love that. Love that. Do you have an answer? Uh, What are I'm, the rules again? You can't be in the NBA. Yes, but I think oh, I'll just give my. I think it's T Rob. Yeah, T Rob would have been huge. Uh, actually, I'm taking it back. I think it's Jeff Withy. Jeff would have been big too. In a tournament like this, having just a massive shot blocker. There can't be many seven footers. Exactly. Especially, Athletic seven especially footers. Especially when we don't have a true center right now. Yeah. Like, because T Rob's, I mean, six don't eight, sleep on a little Lucas. undersized. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Landon's great defensively. He'll. I know I what you're talking know. about that yeah. the whole, but that's the exactly easiest, why the easiest offense to run is just like a pick and roll, drive and kick kind of offense. Like I don't know that these guys are gonna have set plays except for plays that they've already run together. Yeah, but just having a guy that's gonna block every single layup would be, <sighs> dude, it would be pretty be so elite. Cool. Wasn't he going to play in that? Like, he was in like the original who Jeff, the yeah. like, silhouette of mm-hmm. the team. Like he was in it. And yeah, then with I think the background summer pictures. League, I think summer league stuff kind of got him and T Rob kind of out of it, but. They're both still technically eligible, I believe. Yeah. So, and I know um, this guy's in the league now, but can you imagine a backcourt of like Tyshawn, Elijah, and Ben McElmore when Ben was Dude, overseas yeah, ben for a little was, bit? Yeah. Oh my God. Two We're guys. Talk more about Ben later, but Tyshawn oh. would have got him so many looks. Yeah. And Ben's knockdown. <sighs> that Splashy, been fun. my it guy. Was, I'm trying to think of some other guys that could have played. I mean, I mean, Langford's really old. Cole but, Aldridge. He's like. Is he retired? Is he still in the league? Like, I feel like he's kind of just chilling. I don't even know. I think he's, like, borderline retired, so I don't know how good of shape he's in, but I don't know. Let's get Kirk Heinrich. Oh, yeah, my. Kirk would have been big. <laughs> 38-year-old point guard. <laughs> yes. Dude, he would Hakeem just come Warwick. hit shots. Hakeem Warwick is playing in this. Yeah, I'm talking, I wish 03 Syracuse would have got their squad. Mello could have played. His ass isn't on a team. Why isn't he on Team USA? He's only good with Team USA. They're looking know. for guys. I mean, imagine? the most random. Marcus Smart's on Team USA right now. <laughs> Get yeah. Jerry McNamara back yes. and just have Kevin Young smother him. <laughs> just because he pisses me off that he hits so many threes in that fucking like, game. Imagine Jerry McNamara, Hakeem Warwick, and Bad Mello going against 38-year-old Kirk Heinrich. 
Nick uh, Collison. Nick like Collison. Hey, Miles or something. Yeah. JG. Dude, yeah, it would have been fun. Hey, like we feeling like Trump. <laughs> we should we should set that up. Uh, but yeah, so let's assume we get past that first game. If we win, we're going to likely play Wichita State, and I'm not gonna lie. Wichita State's got a really good squad. You remember Clee Anthony Early? Stud. What a name. Was that the year they were undefeated? Yeah, they lost to Kentucky. He was great. Um, that was such a good game, by the way. I know. Lord. I wanted to – I, I don't God, know. Wichita, Wichita State, State fans State were kind of cocky, but, like – They got screwed with that seating. They Kentucky really did. They got screwed seat. again a few years later. And we uh, lost to Oregon. Yeah, Kentucky played Wichita State. They also State got the, benefit, the best benefit ever getting us as a two seed in 2015 when we were awful. But – I would have liked to see that. how deep that team could have gone, though. Our team? No, Wichita State. Oh. Just the if they, they would have beat Kentucky, Kentucky just because. Dude, they were undefeated. That's I mean, wild. they still, like, Fred just went off in the finals. Like, they had three studs that got drafted, I'm pretty sure. Clay yeah. Anthony, Ron Baker, and Fred. I was shocked that Clay Anthony Early wasn't still in the league. <clears throat> so, when I saw him on the roster, um, I was like, okay. They've also got Tequil Cotton. I remember him being a pretty yeah. good yep. big guy. Oh yeah, uh, Connor Frankamp. There's a name. King. There's a name. Uh, saw a little video of him on Twitter dunking today. So yeah, he's coming for the money. Um, Shaq Morris. I remember okay. that good name. And Zach Brown. Someone remind me about the Zach band? Brown. Is he? Yes, the band. He's just playing. It. I know who it is. I he just was, can't. Was he on them like? A few years ago, I feel like he's a really good shooter. So I basically just put down the names that I was pretty familiar with. Who was the dude that had 104 threes against us? Uh, Weddle? Uh, Evan, Eric, Wessel. Evan Wessel. Wessel. Wessel, okay. Perry was his teammate. He was like Yeah, the, he played at Heights. Yeah. Dude turned into Larry Bird against us. It was, Literally it Larry was Bird. infuriating. Um, Tyler Dorsey. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's just bring up the Oregon game as Jordan always. Bell. It's our one episode. We have to bring it up. <laughs> Uh, I so, mean, Reggie Miller was calling Dorsey Mr. March that game. Okay, just shut up. <laughs> AB has watched the Oregon highlights, he said, ten times this week. I don't know what <laughs> is wrong with you, but that's bad. Jesus. I, like that, that, what do you want me to say? Like, I'm getting professional help involved because that is banana land behavior. <laughs> but, Capital city of Bananaville. Uh, we could also end up playing Colorado or K-State. Colorado has some dudes. Richard Roby. Remember that guy? It's Chauncey Bill. He was so good. He was good. I don't know how old he is. I feel like he's 40 years old, too, but he might be like... I swear he was... <laughs> did at... you just say Chauncey Bill? I sure did. He was at Colorado forever. Yeah. No, Richard Roby was a problem. I, I don't remember if he was on any good teams, but that'd be kind of a scary matchup. They also have Chris Copeland, who played for the Knicks, I think. He also played at Colorado. Don't remember that much Colorado. Um, who was the dude that hit the shot? Oh, Wiggins here. I can't remember, but he wore the headband. He was did it the... Xavier Johnson? No, it's a bigger name than that. I think he might still be in the league. Uh, they hit the half court like. Yeah, I know exactly Euro what step. you're talking about. I don't remember his name, but moving on. If someone remembers it, please chime in. Uh, what a game that was! That was awful. The team we could play that I want to play is the Kansas State Wildcats. Now, it's probably unlikely because I think they would have to beat the one seed who's Marquette, and apparently Marquette is supposed to be really good. I don't see where their lineup makes them that good, but the K-State game would be really fun. It would be they've got Marcus Foster, who was obviously really good his first – well, he's really good his freshman year mm -hmm. and kind of like had a tough sophomore year. Didn't he get kicked off the team? Yeah, yeah after his sophomore year. Um, Thomas Gibson, he was a stud. Gibson with a P. <laughs> Shane Southwell, he was good. Thomas Hurt is the funniest one on there. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Hurt. Or, no, no, yeah, it's Thomas Hurt. <laughs> Shit, Matthew Hurt's that weird white kid that didn't come to <laughs> That K we U. recruited for yeah. eight years. Yeah. Is it Thomas Hurt? Something. I don't know. But, yes, I saw. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was like, that dude couldn't even get minutes at K-State. Is Henriquez Roberts playing? <laughs> no. But I was actually – so when I was with DJ this weekend, he was talking – Name dropping. Yeah, DJ Johnson, <laughs> big name. It's a tank. You know, he was talking about how they want to pick up another guy, and I was like, you've got to pick up Luis Colon. Oh, my God. That's who I almost said. <laughs> Can you imagine Luis Colon playing in this? He, he was the goofiest and like Ever. DJ was so desperate, he was like, "We might like." He was like, "I'm texting anybody I can find." Can they not find dudes? They can't find like they need another big guy. And there's like rules in TBT where it's like, 
if you get that's why we were trying so hard to get to 3000 self made cuz like if you get to the next level of support you get a, another player added so that's what they were trying to do i guess uh they haven't found anyone but it is hilarious to picture like Luis Cologne like or, Poland wouldn't play or anything i think he's just too good overseas making way too much money to risk it um I love Jason They've had Poland. some hilarious – like Jason Bennett. Did someone say that already? Can you imagine Jason uh-uh. Bennett? Remember when he was supposed to save their program back in 05? Uh, so I do not. You, I sure don't. You don't remember Jason Bennett? No. Are you guys kidding me? I don't think I know, and I might – Guys. Mom's side's like diehard K-State fans. I can't Jason think Jason Bennett is. was when Bob Huggins came. The fact that you just He's, said he was supposed to save K-State basketball. He was, I'm dude. not denying that, but I don't remember what the state of K-State basketball is in 2005. It was when they hired Huggins. They ago. hired Huggins in like 06, and they, they, this guy was like a five-star, and he came to Allen Fieldhouse, and he fouled out with zero points, five fouls, and like everyone in the world trolled him. We'll tweet out his picture. I think I remember. I that. am shocked. A seven footer. I am shocked. You guys don't remember Jason Bennett, and I hope listeners do because he's laugh out loud funny. The most typical like KSU when they get a, like transfer or, like a new recruit and they hype him up and he turns out to just be awful. We've never Jason done Bennett. that before. <laughs> never. As KSKU fans, no. No, but I mean, <laughs> remember Justin Edwards transfer from Maine? People loved him. He was awful, and he's on this TBT team, by the way. So. I hope we play K State. It was be really uh, fun. the dude for Colorado was Oski uh, Booker or something. Oh yes, who hit the game winner? Yep, I remember him. I don't think he's in the league, but he was good. I was thinking of their best. Colorado player, always had one random good player. Like they used to have Dinwiddie. Yes, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yep, and the best shooter in the NBA, Andre Robertson. <laughs> Robertson. Robertson. Yes. Did they have Alex Burks too? Oh yeah, Alex Burks. He was yeah, so they've, dirty. They've never put together like a legit top. 15 team but they're always just kind of decent so they could be dangerous we might end up playing the M or k-state but i would imagine either of those teams is losing that marquette team um so yeah there is a possibility we play syracuse and if we win our region if we beat marquette we could play the one seed syracuse they have a pretty stacked team so that would be something that would beat be marquette fun. to play syracuse it's Ooh, never happened before wow i didn't even think about that wow. let's go you're AB. the goat for that AB. connect the dots come on woo all right, yeah, so TBT, uh, I don't know. It'll be fun. What What is the schedule like? Thursday we play tomorrow at what time, maybe? Thursday at 6 p.m. Okay. Uh, and then I think the semis for our region would be Saturday. Okay. And then the championship would be Sunday okay. for this region because I think they have to do first-round games on Friday, too. And are tickets, like, sold out or what? What's the deal? I have no idea. I can't imagine they're sold out. Well, if you if you're not doing anything this weekend and you're bored, I honestly think that'd be a pretty fun thing to go to, especially if we end up playing, I don't know, someone fun. So if we play Wichita State, that gym's gonna be amped. Yeah, and it's gonna be very pro Wichita State, I would think. Yeah. But who knows? Those people might be back to being KU fans by now, but I'm just kidding. Shots fired. Um <laughs> all right. How did we just talk about T B T for like thirty minutes? Because That's impressive. Jayhawk hoops don't sleep. Because it's like July twenty fifth and there's just you know, <laughs> Okay, but speaking of the off-season of sports, you want to know what is amazing? Sports. NBA free agency. Oh, boy. And we don't have to go into all the free agency, Kawhi, Did the Lakers get Kawhi? I don't think they did. I was told told by some Reddit guys and some (laughs) other big-time reporters on Twitter that LeBron was was getting Kawhi on the Lakers. Has anyone ever thrown more? Who really, really, really believed that? Oh, only maybe the guy sitting to my left. But. Has anyone ever thrown a bigger fit than A.B. did in oh the my car God. that night? No. When A.B. found out, and he's giving me shit because I believed sources on Twitter. Guess what? He believed him enough to, like, melt down. And, and not like, talk for 20 not minutes. Not talk for 20 minutes because he was so mad because he thought Kawhi was going to the Lakers. And now he thinks he's Mr. Hot Shot over there because Kawhi is a clipper and is still going to lose LeBron in the Western Conference Finals. No. I'll yes. bet on that. Let's bet. Okay, I, I've been wanting to get this takeoff for a while. Oh, boy. Why are people just, like, sleeping on the Golden State Warriors now? They're, they're the only team with a big three. But, mm, I mean. What do you mean? I mean, I just, if you truly think the Golden State Warriors are going to win the Western Conference, say it. Pat Beverly is a part of a big three. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma. 
He stinks. Big three. Demarcus Cousins, AD, Braun. But like, okay, D'Angelo Marcus Russell Cousins stinks too. I mean, if if <laughs> Demarcus Cousins was any good, he I, would get more than one year, three and a half million dollars. I like D'Angelo Russell, but let's settle down. You were sucking him. his dick when you wanted them on the Lakers. Yeah, but I if d- D'Angelo Russell was on the Lakers right now, you would be treating him like he was the best point guard in the history of basketball. You're probably right, and, and that's what I hate but, about this. But I don't always speak with facts when I'm speaking about the Lakers and LeBron. Here's the thing about D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he was an all-star. He had a sick fucking pass at Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, he did. That little backspin pass. The best pass I've ever seen in my life. But he was an all-star in the East, and the East just kind of sucked. Guard-wise. Guard-wise. Tell me I'm wrong. You well, might he, be wrong. He also did take him to the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just trying to spin zone AB's thing about the Warriors, because I'm just <laughs> ready for the Warriors to be done. But, yeah, let's talk about... Um, some Jayhawks in the NBA. Yes. So I guess we can start with Josh Jackson gets traded to Memphis, and I actually I love it. Um, I think he needed a change of scenery. Oh, he did. He was getting in way too much trouble <laughs> down there, and I feel like the Grizzlies have just been. I know they're kind of a different team now, but they've always been known as like a defensive team, and yep. we kind of saw how Tony n- Allen nasty Josh could be at KU, like especially on the defensive end, and like. We talked about earlier, me and AB, how much he cared. Yeah. Like, Josh wanted to win so badly. And, and Bill freaking loves Josh because of that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I think Memphis is great. They're young, obviously. They're not going to be good for a long time. They but got they Triple have, J and Ja. Yeah, um, Jaron Jackson from Michigan State, Ja Morant, and obviously Josh Jackson. So, they could be fun. Uh, maybe like a league pass team. If any of you people out there buy NBA League Pass, you might can. have to now that Reddit got rid of their streams. Yeah, that's tough. That's really Reddit tough. Reddit cracking down is just, that shouldn't, that's just one of those things you just have to let slide. Reddit streams just have to always be a thing. Yeah, act like they're not there yeah, or something. Come on, narcs. Um, ben McLemore to the Rockets. That's another team people are sleeping on. I was going to say that. <laughs> Literally, you, all they did was the replace Warriors. Chris Paul with Russell Westbrook, and yeah. they've been a top four seed the past two years. Yeah, I, th- I am on record as saying the Rockets will get the number one seed in the West. That's what I'm saying. Like they play, Russell just plays so hard, right? Yeah. And the but Nuggets are just running back. They won sixty games. They'll lose to like the Lakers in the second round, or who's going to get the four seed? I mean, the Jazz, the Lakers, the Warriors, the yeah, Clippers. The, yeah, exactly. I'm just, the West just, is so loaded. I just think Russell Westbrook is like addicted to losing in the second round. Like if an like an eight seed is going to be really good, I wouldn't be surprised if an eight seed beats a one seed. Yeah, like I think the, the West, West is, is so balanced. Insane. Um, but yes, Ben Mackmore to the Rockets. You know, it's it's hard to like. Ben might just be what he is at this point, which is just like, I mean, averages eight points a game. He's just kind of an average guy. But if you were gonna put him in any scenario, I love the Rockets. Like, two just, guys, two point guards that average ten assists, and yes. if Ben gets playing time, he's if he just, opens, if he knocks down open shots, yes, he's gonna play. That is literally all it comes down. Stand to. Stand in the corner like Eric Gordon and uh, who's the other dude? Yeah, uh, I mean Shumpert used to do it. Ryan Anderson, I know he's a big guy, but like they just find shooters. Eric you Gordon. Put, you put him around those dudes and just let him shoot. Ben's career is going to come down to whether or not he can make open shots. He's going to get a ton of them. And I've always thought like the less ball handling Ben Mackmore has to do, the better. And he's not going to have to dribble the ball at all. No, and they'll get him oops too. Like say he's playing a lot and he's running the floor with those guys Like and Ben can jump out of the gym. Yeah. It's like that would be so much fun if he actually starts playing. Yeah, I was, outrageous fun. I was I was pretty surprised to see that. I honestly wasn't even sure if he was gonna get signed. So was I was cool. fairly surprised when I saw it. Yeah, but so that's good. Uh, another signing, Diedrich to the Spurs. Spurs. That feel just like feels he like is a perfect fit. It just feels correct. He's just a spur. It was like when Dewan Blair got drafted by the Spurs. I mean, that was just such a perfect fit for him. AB has said Dewan Blair's name today like 12 times. I had to get him, man. Uh, he was my dude. Yeah, he's he and the Shark. He's literally a San Antonio Spur. Yeah. It's like and, if he was in college and someone was like, I could see him on the Spurs, he'd be like, holy shit, yeah. Yeah. And like Tim Duncan is now an assistant. Tim That's Duncan. so funny. Yeah. I want to see what he wears on the like sidelines. He's going to I bet. He's going to be like, this is way too much travel. I'm out. Um, He's such a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. Learn from Tim Duncan. Learn from LaMarcus Aldridge. And Diedrich used to always say at KU, like, I think LaMarcus Aldridge is who I, like, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Shape my game after. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I was happy to see that. Sheck and Kelly are both going to the Phoenix Suns. I like that. Eh. I wanted Kelly Oubre to go to a contender because I think he's the type of dude that, like, every NBA playoff team needs to have, like, just 
go get you a defensive stop or make a big play when you need it. So, I don't know. I was disappointed to see him go there, but Sheck is obviously good to see him getting money. Yeah, the Suns are about as irrelevant as it gets. Yeah. I mean, I like their young core. They continuously like get top five picks and somehow just aren't. can't do it. They can't even win 20 games. Yeah, I mean, they have like, Booker and Aiton. <laughs> they might as well just get Steve Nash back and Amari Stoudemire back and run like 2006 Suns back again. <laughs> what about Rajah Bell? Those teams were so dope. <laughs> Rajah Bell. Amari is trying to make a comeback. Did oh, you see Amari God. try and fight that guy I on did. Instagram? He's like, I'm in Seattle. Love Le- that. All right, I'll meet you there by the needle. Leonardo Barbosa. <laughs> it's Leandro. <laughs> Leandro. <laughs> Leonardo same thing. It's basically the same I thing. I wish that was his name. Do you guys remember Luis Scola? Yeah, he was. That wet. was Drew's favorite player, and wasn't he was he, the man. Wasn't he a rocket? He was. Yes. Number four. <laughs> greasy hair. Oh, the greasiest. <laughs> uh, Frank Mason to the Bucks. BIFM. I am He's, very excited about this one. Get him out of Sacramento. Yes, please. Here's my take. Frank Mason wins a ring this year. You've got the Bucks winning it all? They've got the best player in the league. Wrong. Uh, I want to get a reaction out of you. MVP. All right. And then the final. I, I mean, I think we all agree, Frank and the Bucks. That's a good situation. Yeah, like, I love that. Yeah. I wanted them on any other team, and they're going to be a title contender. They could go to the finals. Who knows? Yep. yep. Last one. I just wanted to throw this, throw this question out. Is Devontae Graham the best player on the Charlotte Hornets? I'd say best player in Hornets history. <laughs> because that team stinks. stinks. Who else is on it? Malik Monk? Dude, they gave $58 million to Terry Rozier. Three-year, $58 million. That's one of the worst contracts. Unreal. No, that's one of the worst contracts in NBA This is the one random shit AB will argue. I love it. When he plays a lot, he's good. He played one good series for the Celtics. Scary Terry. You've never fallen in love with a guy after one good series? (laughs) Who who are you referencing? I'm not. I'm just saying, like. No, but, like, he gave us a full year last year where he was terrible. Yeah, because he didn't get to play. He wasn't going to play over Kyrie. Yeah, I, I don't know. 58, dude. 58 million, MJ, is, 58 million is change for an NBA player. No, not for three year 58. That's a lot of money. A I guy a that's never started either. Dude, he's there's, getting 19 there's million a year. just as good of a chance that Devontae Graham is better than. Oh, boy. Like, Devontae Graham could be better than I will Terry make Rozier. you, a, I'll make that bet right now. Dude, Terry Rozier stinks. What are we going by? I don't know, no, because they're obviously going to give Terry Rozier every chance he can get because they freaking gave him all the money. But I'm telling Terry Rozier is not good, not good. So there are a lot of players that aren't good that you love. Kyle Kuzma, not very good. Kyle Kuzma's good. He is the worst spot up shooter in the history of basketball. Okay, I didn't know spot up shooters how it made when you play with LeBron James. Yeah. Okay, well we'll see. You know who else who was overvalued me? Danny Green is overvalued to me. Danny Green was. If you want to talk stats, he was the second best shooter in the NBA last year. So. He averaged eight points a game, well, which is what you just I said, mean, Ben Mclemore. He was the second best do. shooter. Danny Green's Ben Mclemore. <laughs> he was the second <laughs> best shooter in the NBA, and you know who else stinks? Demarcus Cousins stinks. Uh, I think Demarcus Cousins okay. is gonna have a bounce back year. Oh, okay. He could. I mean, I mean, he's been one of the best bigs in the league at one point, and he's not old. I would say. I think he's cut midseason. He could. I mean, his Achilles could have ended him, which brings up the uh, interesting: Is Kevin Durant done forever? That injury is no different. joke. I know. All right. We are I think getting, he could just shoot forever. We are getting off on a tangent. Um, Don't let these guys talk NBA. Uh, let's talk a little KU basketball recruiting and football recruiting. Some significant news recently. Uh, Dewan Harris. He, I was waiting for AB to say Dewan Blair. But I heard he brought him up. Dewan Harris, dude from Kansas City, right? Long point guard. I love it. It's one of those late signings by Bill Self where you're just kind of like, this is going to end up looking amazing three years down the road. Yeah, he started blowing up, and KU kind of made him a priority. And I mean, it's tough to say no to KU, and nice late addition for this year's team. He'll probably learn a lot from Devon and stuff like that. So Yeah, I mean... And it's a wa- nice recruiting class, and Bill did it again in the spring. Yep, and watching his like highlights, like I can either see... I see a ton of Russell Robinson. I see a ton of Tyshawn Taylor. So I'm very excited. Can yes. you guys explain to me why he reclassified when he's not? I don't think he's going to play very much this year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he sees more beneficial to just come in and learn than like is he going to redshirt? It would make sense, especially since he's getting here so late. I mean, the other guys have been here for 
couple months. I know. It'll be interesting. I mean, is it even for sure that he's 2019 yet? I feel like there's still kind of some. There's, like, got to be work done in the classroom and stuff. Yeah. So, who knows? He could end up but, not. But, yeah, if he red shirts a year and then Devon's gone after this year and then he's probably getting at least minutes next year and he'd still be a freshman. I've got big visions of Dewan and Mackie McBride in a backcourt for three straight years. No one's loved Mackie McBride more than I Ryan Reinhardt. I love, love it. Mackie McBride. And KU fans love when there's older, like, one and two guards that are playing together. It always yep. seems to work out. Yep. Two point guards together, and they're going to be experienced pretty good when Bill Self has experienced point guards playing together in a backcourt. Um, the other news, not so much fun news, but we got to talk about it. Jaden Russell, he – Gone is not going to be a Jayhawk, which is stunning. Well, I mean, we've kind of seen it coming. Never seen a recruit love KU more. Yeah, he was like the ambassador for the program. I got chills when he announced KU. The I mean, video it, with Jay it, Cole in the back. His video was incredible. He was tweeting at every recruit imaginable, talking about changing the culture. He was going to be the man. Like We were going to take over the state of Kansas. Weren't going to be a joke anymore. Yeah, and then, like, what was it, two months ago, we start hearing that, one, we hear he doesn't report. For the summer. Then we start hearing that there was like issues with his ACT being flagged, which he then just confirmed on Twitter last night that basically his ACT got flagged because it improved so much, which I don't know. That seems kind of unfair, but I imagine they have a lot of like fraud going on with especially athletes and stuff. Derek Rose. Um, you got to check nice on little that. shot there. Yeah. I'm full of ricochet shots today. But I mean, I guess you got to like look into that. So that kind of prevented him from coming in the summer which then what they asked him to gray shirt and he just didn't want to do that so now he's leaving is that kind of how yeah you understand what it, it sounds like i mean he put out that note today and that's essentially what he said yeah they wanted him to gray shirt and he i mean he was gonna that. get like football starts in a month yeah like people have already been there lifting weights learning the system all the freshmen he wasn't like, gonna he wasn't even eligible a week before camp started like so no like, freshman play in college football unless you're a superstar yeah. So, like, I'm sorry, like, a three-star corner coming in that's a local guy is probably not going to get a lot of run anyways. No, yeah, I was – I mean, I, I see both sides of it for sure. I absolutely see why KU was like, you should gray shirt. Like, we, we've we been practicing all summer. You haven't been here. Like, you need a gray shirt. And I can absolutely see him being like, yo, like, this isn't what you promised me. This is what we talked about. Like, I was supposed to come in, make an impact right away. I don't want a gray shirt. So, I see both sides of it. It's just a really shitty situation, and at this point, I just I, I don't know what you do. Like once one side had to give, and clearly neither of them really would. So now he's going somewhere else, and that just sucks. But felt like we needed to talk about that a little bit. Um, do you guys want to talk about Puka? No, really. there's a few things. What do you got to say, Ab? I don't know. I just like obviously I'm not gonna try and defend what was reported. But, like, I guess my main point is, like, if we're not going to let the law in that process, like, determine what a punishment is, like, why is KU football in charge of determining what the punishment is for Puka Williams? Why, yeah. why are the Chiefs or the NFL in charge of determining how to punish Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Like, if he goes through the legal process and that's all figured out, like, why add an extra step? You know what I mean? Well, because, Like, I get it. Like, I mean, it's a public thing and, like... I don't know. Like, I don't want to get into much because I don't know what happened. I don't know the details. Like, I know what was originally reported, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I would just – sometimes I get a little uncomfortable with the fact that it was only one game just because I wonder if it wasn't Puka, how many games would he have gotten? And that's just kind of shitty. Right. Like, you don't want the program to be making decisions – or the athletic department or whoever made the decision, like – you don't want them to make decisions like that based off how good a player talent, is, yeah. but that's realistically that's just kind of how it is. So, right. um, and then, like I know Briber, I talked about on his pod last week, but like being away from a team for seven months, like I know we don't care about that because we don't like, like we don't watch practice. We don't. We're not KU fans because of practice and summer camps and shit like that. Yeah, but like. When there's a brand new coaching staff coming in and you just, like, can't work with them for seven months, like, I think that's more of a punishment than we, like, take in. Mm. Or, like, than we appreciate, I guess, if you're wanting more of a punishment. Yeah, I mean... So, like, yeah, the one game seems small, and I was surprised it was that small. But, like, I don't... I think it's, like, disingenuous to say that's all of the punishment he got. Yeah, that's true. And I think anyone that thinks Puka just should have been kicked off the team and never allowed to play college football again, like, that's just absurd. Like, 18-year-old kids deserve a second chance. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. You got anything on Puga? I don't have much. Yeah. I don't really even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, Puga's back. Puga's going to be really good. Yeah. From the football and, side of things. Like, yeah. It's awesome. One of the best talents we've seen. Yeah. In at least a decade, especially mm. on the offensive side. We haven't really had much on that side of the ball in the last 10 years. Yes. So you <sighs> get away from all the, you know, stuff you don't really want to talk about and stuff that sucks and... It's an exciting time for KU football, and we'll obviously be talking more about that as we move forward, and hopefully Puka has a huge year, and Puka stays out of trouble, and everything's great. So, we'll see. All right, you guys want to do a little uh, rankings of things? Rankings, rankings Mount things. Rushmore, what do you want to call it? I don't know. Maybe just a little snake draft. If we a little snake draft action. If we call it Mount Rushmore, we're like stealing from part of my take. Yeah, we don't want to do that. They're not the first people to Mount Rushmore things. So. Yeah, they kind of um, stole their name from other people too. So. Yeah, true. So oh. what we're going to do is we're going to rank Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to call it, shooters at the University of Kansas. Now It can be like any shooting, right? Yeah, this doesn't necessarily mean like best three-point shooter, which probably a lot of them will be. But there could be some unique guys that come up. So, I don't know. Let's so, like, three three-point shooters and then, like, a wild card? Does that work? That's fine. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll do three just guys that were just really good at shooting, that we loved watching shoot, and then maybe we'll throw in, like, an extra wild card one that's just different. So Yeah. You guys will know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, B-turn, you want to take first pick? We'll do I snake. will. You can have the first pick. Uh, probably know who you're going to go with. And you yeah. Deserve to I'm going to go with my guy, former coach. One of the, I mean, smoothest strokes ever. No homo, but <laughs> Jeff Boshi. I mean, just everyone knows how good of a shooter he was. Probably, I think he was top four all time in most threes made in Big 12 history. And yes. Senior year, he was 47%. Yeah, and he shot Absolute like strap. Yeah, that 2002 team was crazy, and he shot like seven threes a game, and was still close to 50. percent So yeah, that's my first. Pick. I think Jeff Bosie was one of my like, first favorite Jayhawks. Like I feel like a lot of dudes our age, like he's one of the first guys you remember being really good. So I loved bald Jeff Bosie. So shout oh, yeah. out to Bosie. That's a great first pick. Uh, he's the all-time leader, right? Did you say that all-time leader in three-point? At KU, made? I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And he was at one point Big 12, and then I think A.J. Abrams, Abrams beat, him. beat him. But, yeah, yeah uh, my first pick, I'm going with Ben McLemore. Oh, boy. Nobody has ever had a smoother stroke than my guy, Ben McLemore. That guy just – he floated when he shot, too. Like, he got elevation. It just – it looks so beautiful. I, I don't know. There's nobody I like watching shoot a basketball more than Ben McLemore. He was the man. Yeah. I really liked him a lot. Who you got? Um, So, I get two picks. I'm going to go – Svi, Svi was just, I mean, especially in those Oregon highlights we were watching earlier, like, just a beautiful shot. Oh, yeah. Just so gorgeous. It was like Ken Griffey Jr. pimping a homer. You know you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Like, just yes. so dope. Just looks better doing it than anyone right. else. Especially yeah. senior year, you always thought he, oh, God, it was yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, he was great. He was the man. And then the second one, I know the numbers weren't there. But Brandon Green was <laughs> unbelievably wet. I love it because I mean he was so wet. I've never been more confident in a KU player making a three than when he shot. He was automatic every time he shot the ball. Worst what was defender he? ever. His junior year he was thirty one of sixty three or something. Yeah, like that? That's so bananas. Basically fifty percent. Yeah. God. Oh man, Brandon Green was just hilarious. Did you see him almost get dunked on by Mellow Ball? Oh yeah. Brandon Green is still relevant in the basketball world. Folks. What league was that? He's still Drew an elite. League. He's okay. still an elite defender. <laughs> yeah, the best. Bill loved him. Yeah, when him. we power rank defenders, I'm taking Brandon Green first. First round. overall. Yeah. How's he not on TBT? <laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, though, though? throw him like kind of like Jeremy Case. You throw him at the end and. Spot up shooter, yeah. Make a couple shots. Uh, all right, you got Svi and Brandon Green. It's a pretty good start. I'm gonna take. Mm, I'm gonna take with my second pick. I'm going to take Brandon Rush. Just smoothest stroke, like just perfect. The way we'd set him up for plays, like that. I think back to that Big Twelve tournament game against Texas. Um, what he score thirty or did Chalmers score thirty and Rush scored like twenty eight or something? Yeah, like, it was they just both, them all day. Yeah, back just and forth. Like, when he got hot, like he was just on fire, just had that beautiful stroke, and I don't know. I loved. I thought Bill Self like utilized him perfectly. Like we always had some great plays ran up for getting Brandon Rush easy shots. Yeah, so. corner threes. Yep, yep. So I think that's a really safe pick for me. I'll take Brandon yeah. Rush. 
Um, my second pick, I'll go Kirk Heinrich. Ooh, he was like he was fifty percent his sophomore year, forty eight his junior, and then like 40, 41. 41 his senior year. Yeah, and like well, he was playing. Like it's not like he wasn't shooting. Like sophomore year, fifty percent is insane. Forty eight percent as a junior for a team that went to a Final Four and he started. Yeah, that's freaking. That absurd. team was so good. That O like, two team. Yeah. And we just talked about Brandon Green shooting almost 50%. Kirk Heinrich played far more minutes. Took way more shots. Took way more shots. Probably took more contested shots and shot 48%. So that's a that's a good pick. I like that pick. Um, yeah, I think you're up next again, right? And then can I do, like, my one-year guy or, like, does that – or just – Just uh, say who it is and then talk about that year as detail. I was going to go Frank's senior year just because I think that was one of the best shooting years out of anyone ever at KU since I've been watching. Yeah. He was – and we know how much he played. He was like 40 minutes a game. And Frank was uh, 47% his senior year. He really was. Absurd. 82 out of 174. That seems good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. I mean, Frank – Three times the shots as Brandon put up. Yeah. It is interesting because, like, the first three years you would have never really thought of Frank as a shooter. And then senior year he was just automatic. So – I uh, I like that pick. Um, so now it's me. I will go the Burlington Bomber, Tyrell. Oh Reed. boy, the Kansas boy. Like Tyrell Reed. You know what I always remember about Tyrell Reed is playing in Columbia, and I would love to have him on the pod to discuss this moment. I think it's a moment we don't talk about enough. At one point, late night game. I think he's a senior, maybe a junior. I think senior. We run that play, the little you know back screen where he goes to the corner, takes a shot, drains the three, and then Tyrell Reed, little quiet white guy, doesn't say much. He just turns the Columbia crowd and just screams in their face. And yeah, I was like, that was a clutch three too. Big time three. Bob Davis went bananas. Was that the game where he went bananas because they called <laughs> the an intentional foul? They called an intentional foul. Oh my goodness! You guys got to go look that up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look up uh, Bob Davis or something or Marcus Morris intentional. It's foul one of the few videos for Bob Davis on like YouTube. He was so calm, and then he saw the ref put up the X, and <sighs> he lost it. He lost his mind. And that was a big game too, so I understood. But oh yeah. Yeah, so no. funny. I mean, Tyrell Reed was insane. He shot 48%. Uh, what year was that? I think. 2011? Yeah, 20. The senior year? 20, no, 2010, I think he shot 48%. That was his best year. Brady he had did. some good years, too. Yeah, those two dudes are together were really good. Um, Tyrell Reed was just really solid. You just He was another one of those guys. We used to always run that late first half play, same play where you're going to the corner. He was wet every time. Always made shots late at the end of the first half clock. So I love Tyro Reed. I felt like I had to get him on my list. So I'll take him there. You guys gave me the win here. Oh, is the pan- is this the pandering one? The one that everyone's gonna love? No, okay. uh, because I'm gonna go Billy Thomas. My third pick. Oh, the okay. guy. Um, the and guy. I don't think that's pandering. So I don't know no, how no, many no, people no. like. That's not what I was talking about. Remember watching him? Um, he's just wet. Watching yeah. his tapes. Yeah. I mean, the three-point line in the corner was about 12 feet, but he was wet. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Billy. Th- we talked about this before the pod. Like, Billy Thomas, when his – like, his swoosh was different than oh, yeah. everyone else's. Like, yeah, he'd just get just... the shot, like, over the head. No yeah. one could block it. And... No. And he could just catch and shoot from anywhere. Oh, yeah. And and he's a future guest of the pod. Future guest. Some are saying he was supposed to be on today, but we'll get him on. Um, we're working on it. Billy Thomas, he'll be he'll be a fun interview. Oh he yeah, was a, yeah. Uh, he played with your boyfriend for a little bit. Don't tell anyone oh, who it LeBron. was. Yes, yeah. Can't wait to ask him about that. Uh, yeah, Billy Thomas, it's a good pick. So, so my fourth pick. This is the specialty shot. I don't know who to do for a specialty one. Mine you isn't. Don't have to. Mine you isn't too it. special. Mine's the Devonte Graham like dribble step back three. <laughs> Like he's he's done it multiple times. Like yes. he did that one against uh, West Virginia in overtime. Oh yeah, to put us up eight, and then he had one against Westfall where he like dribbled around and came back in regulation during the comeback. Yes, but that like dribble like crossover three for Devonte is that's good. bananas. That's so good. I hadn't even thought of like a little shot move. Dite was a really consistent shooter for three years. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean as a sophomore he's like forty five percent second all time in shooting, and then senior year good. he didn't. I didn't ever seem like he missed. Yeah, no, no he was the automatic. Man. Yeah, that's a good pick. I, I mean, my uh, team is loaded. I didn't think about that. Uh, so are you wait? Are, but are you calling it Devonte Graham? Or are you calling it Devonte Graham? I'll call it Devonte Graham. Okay, I'm going with. But I think the shot that everyone remembers from Devonte is that like crossover three. All right, 
Eh, that's a good pick. I uh, I'm going Cole Aldridge. Free throw mid range little shooter. Nobody had a better shot than Cole Aldridge. What about I, David McCormick? <laughs> he was my honorable mention. <laughs> but dude, like, do you remember how entertaining it was every time Cole Aldridge went to the line, being like, he's gonna get a lane yeah, violation. Exactly. Because for whatever reason, these dudes have no idea that he shoots like they couldn't do the hitch. One of the more absurd shots. And it would happen multiple times a game too. It's like you've seen him do it and you're still stepping in the lane. It was yeah. like every time he went to shoot two free throws, like one of them was a like <laughs> chance was, of a and every time they got lane violation even like our own players wouldn't get oh, used yeah. to it like it was absurd i i felt like when we started talking about shooters like i just had to get him on there because it was so hilarious he and was wet when too. you talk just shots he's got one of the most memorable shots in ku history easily yeah what about a chop play mario chalmers <sighs> see that's the one i was talking about pandering just because like, it, I mean, it's not like it happened once like yeah. he hit at least two big ones off that same play. Yeah, Mario Chalmers off the chop is the best basketball player of all time. Yeah, oh. yeah. not missing. Did he ever miss off chop? Don't think so. I'm surprised you called anyone but LeBron James the best player of all time. So <laughs> Off the chop. You know who else had a really smooth shot at KU? Who? And it's dope that he was a lefty, Xavier. Yes. His shot Ooh, was very nice. That is a good one. I didn't even think about Xavier. That is good. That is good. And I His always... Shot- his shot was so nice. Yeah, and I always think he was like very underappreciated. So Kelly uh, Oubre's shot wasn't too bad. Kelly Oubre's shot. I just um, like lefties. Obviously, they're unique. I, I thought about taking LeGerald. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, hit some wait, shots. Before we talk about some other guys, what's our teams real quick? I was uh, Frank, Boshi, and Heinrich. Okay. I was Ben McLemore, Brandon Rush, Tyro Reed, and Cole Aldridge. I don't think I'm going to win. I had Svee. <laughs> Brandon Green, Billy Thomas, and Devontae. Okay. Yeah, I guess I get Mario too, but yeah, you know, Cole doesn't really count with shooters. It's just a different shooting stroke. Here's a couple I wanted to go with. Marcus Morris mid-range game. Electric. Incredible. Just so fun to watch. Smooth. Yes, just so smooth. Like so, I don't know if you call that a shooter, but I considered him and Cole Aldridge both at my fourth spot. Uh who else? I don't. Michael Lee. Michael Lee was a guy which surprisingly, looking back at the stats, not as good as I remember. Yeah, not he just didn't play as, as much. No, yeah, but Michael Lee, like I remember him as a Jayhawk. All he did was like play defense and hit threes. Yeah, so, three and D. Three what about J.R. Giddens? I was gonna say his freshman year was really good. Yeah. I always felt good when he was shooting. Get yep. a big shot against Georgia Tech. Sure did. Yep. That didn't matter as much, but that's really weird to think about how different like we would think of J.R. Giddens if we win that game. Like, that's like a Svee-type shot. Yeah, against no, it Duke. really is. Like, it's if, a that team, if that team won a title. <laughs> yeah, J.R. Giddens is like a legend. Yeah. Which, in my book, he always is. Shout out to J.R. Giddens. The man. I would team was still pretty good. I mean, Simeon. Yeah. Miles, Lankford, Giddens. Fucking Jared Jack. Wayne Summers. Yeah. The guy. Jared Jack was good. Luke Shinsher. God. Ishmael Muhammad. That he team. was dirty. Yeah, he was really athletic. All um, right, let's uh, not depress ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to talk Oregon? Um, but yeah. no, yeah. So it was interesting. I like reminiscing on guys that were just dudes that can shoot are just so much fun. Like even Brandon Green, like he kind of gets roasted on by the fan base, but like he did when not that miss. Dude was shooting. He was so fun to watch. It was insane. I was shocked if he missed. What was the stretch he went on? That I was talking about earlier. Like Ten of eighteen. Yeah. Ten of eighteen in the conference play yeah. for a month. Yeah. For if a that month guy could went. play defense and could dribble or do anything else besides shoot, I want like, <laughs> yeah. how many threes could that guy make in a he'd, full season? I think I he'd be in the league. He could oh. break. He, Six foot seven, just shooting the shit I, out of the ball. I always thought if he could just find a way to like handle the ball and like you know be, be competent. To, yes, just like chill out and do something other than just spot up. Like I thought he had a spot in the league, but <laughs> clearly not. But, hasn't worked out that way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we missed some Terry Brown. I'm sure any of you older Downtown people. Downtown Terry not, Brown. Not calling anyone old, but people that were watching the Hawks in like the early 90s, mid-90s, like Downtown Terry Brown is someone that I'm sure comes to mind. Sharon, yes. when he was like that Oklahoma game in 09. Streaky. Oh, where he hit he like five so in a row. The little hesitation oh. by Sharon into a shot. Kind of similar to Vontae. Like, right. You knew his shot clock was low, and they started to kind of get their shot going. Like, it was good. So He got up, too. Yeah, they both elevated a ton on their shot. Just makes it prettier. I don't know. I it love sure a guy does. that just jumps a lot. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> jumps a lot on the shot. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else on that. 
Uh, uh, we have a public service announcement for the Kansas fan base, by the way. What is that? We've talked about it on Twitter a little bit. We've talked about it on the podcast a little bit. Uh, it's not Memorial Stadium. Oh. It is the booth. <laughs> the booth. So keep that in mind. Hashtag the booth. We're going to the booth on Saturday. Home of the 2020 national champions. Yes. That's the rumor floating around. Wait, 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 wait. Real quick. We didn't ever get to pod about this. Do you remember the scenario that was put up on Twitter by, like, Matt Tate? Oh! <laughs> we need to oh talk my about God. this. It involves the booth, but... Preposterous argument. B-Turn, I don't know if we ever talked to you about this. If you were to take away... Would you take away all 14 conference championships? Just take away the streak. Take away the streak. Doesn't mean the team sucks. Like, keep that... Yeah, they still could have won titles. Yeah, they could have gotten Duke second every single year in the they, conference. You taking away all of them or just the streak combined? No, I all think you take away all of them. We don't, have a, we don't have a conference title since Bill arrived, basically. Say so we got second or third instead of first, all those years we won it. Yeah. Okay. But if we give those up... This is so preposterous. We get a football national title. Yeah. Is that not a no-brainer? You take the national title, right? Over anything. Yeah. A national title <laughs> in anything over conference titles. Natties are... Can you imagine... Kansas the, football. The absurdity of Les Kansas Miles... Kansas football. Leading us to a national Thomas title. Thomas McVitie and Puka Williams. Yeah, what if someone was like... Carter. Tr- Carter Stanley. I Don't love Carter. Disrespect my guy. Carter. Come on, Carter. Come on the pod. You go back to 08 and you give us the Missouri win and then you beat OU and then you win a title. But like We talk about the 2007 season as if it was like Jesus Christ coming back. Yeah. I mean, if we would have won the national championship that year instead of the Orange Bowl, yeah. oh my! And national championships are even so much more absurd because now you got to play in like the the playoff. You got to play two like, elite teams, beat Alabama or Clemson. Plus, you'd have to beat Oklahoma in the conference title. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I lost my mind. The fact that keeping the streak over a national title one makes me sick. Yeah, and it's the perfect like. Everything that people say about KU fans kind of came to fruition there. Yeah. Like, you guys really care about basketball that much more than football where you're going to take conference titles over a national championship? Insane. And people's argument was like, well, someone wins the national championship every year. No one else has won 14 straight conference titles, which sure makes sense, but, like, no one talks about the streak outside of Lawrence other than KU fans. And occasionally, like, on SportsCenter before one of our games. But, like, yeah. If we were the team to break up Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson winning every year, like... And by the way, I totally disagree with the statement that uh, winning 14 straight conference championships is more impressive than Les Miles leading Kansas, rebuilding the worst college football program in the country to a national title. That is more impressive than 14 straight conference titles at Kansas. So... Yeah, we had to bring that up. I totally forgot. I wanted to pot about that when it came out. That's just absurd. So if you disagree, you can go ahead and tell us on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, head out to the booth this year. Go support yeah. TBT tournament if you yes. can. Out in Wichita. Yes, for sure. Fun things coming. That'll be fun. I'm excited to sit down and just watch them play. It's on ESPN. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys if you're missing have a basketball, television at 6 o'clock tomorrow, like or today, we, I guess, when you're listening. Yeah, we know you're missing basketball. Everyone is. So just tune in. Uh, I think that's all we got. Obviously, wasn't a ton to talk about. We wanted to have a guest, but we didn't. Um, hopefully, you were entertained a little bit by today's episode. I don't know when it's we'll something. be coming out. I don't know when we'll be coming out next. But uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Throw us a follow on Instagram. We're trying to grow the Instagram at Ain't No Seats Pod. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Rock Chuck.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.